Welcome to Game On Girl. I'm your host, Dr. Regina McMenemy, and this is Season 3, Episode 8 of Game On Girl, the podcast where I talk about gender, games, and pop culture. For this episode, I have an amazing interview with Isabella Oliveira, who tells us about her new fiction Kickstarter anthology, It Gets Even Better, Stories of Queer Possibility. It's just been featured as a project we love by Kickstarter. So stay tuned, and thanks for listening to Game On Girl. Anyone who's been following this show and the Geek Embassy is more than familiar with my guest today. Isabella Oliveira started helping out Game on Girl as our first social media intern. It wasn't long before she took over not just the social media for the site, but the copy editing and cat herding responsibilities as well. I lovingly refer to her as our Girl Friday, as she constantly steps up to help out wherever she can. This week, Isabella and her co-editor, Jed Sabin, launched a Kickstarter campaign for an anthology of speculative short fiction. It Gets Even Better, Stories of Queer Possibility will feature stories of near-future socio-political or technological change, far-future imaginings of new societies, and other stories of queer joy. I am so thankful that Isabella took some time away from her busy crowdfunding schedule to talk to me today. Isabella, welcome back to the show. Uh, yeah, it's been a little while, hasn't it? <laughs> it's been a bit. <laughs> it's been a bit. I don't know what we're all so busy with. Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you've been very busy over the last uh, few days, and I know leading into a crowdfunding campaign there's a lot of time and energy and planning and work put into it. So I'm sure you've been spread a little thin the last few months. Yes, a little bit. We've been working on it for the past two months or so. Nice. Budgeting and research and mm-hmm. yep, putting looking together. at stories and so many other things. Mm-hmm. So we were trying to be as well prepared as we could that's, be before launch. That's the best way to do it. So since it has been a while since you've been on the show, I'm going to start with kind of a little like background questions and kind of getting to know you stuff. And then we'll talk more about the anthology. So give us a little bit about your background and your your geeky interests. Um, Let's see. I've been a cosplayer, a writer, a podcaster, (laughs) not not on this network at all. Um, A fanish person, a crocheter, a maker, a DIYer uh, for a lot of years. So I, whatever I can do to incorporate those interests into, you know, my professional-ish life, which is what I call this. (laughs) (laughs) It's really like the melding of personal and professional. Yeah, the yeah, uh, that's that's exactly what I'm always trying to do. Um, those and, two things to overlap. Yeah, and I mean, I just put all the convention panels that I've done over the years on my professional website, and there's a lot of them. Yeah, it turns out, so yeah. I can actually 
put this on my resume. It's it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> weird when that happens. And I'm like, oh, I'm good at this. <laughs> you are outstanding. I know. We've done more than a few panels together over the years. Yeah. It's <laughs> been, I counted, it's been for me personally, because we mm-hmm. uh, we do do things not together. Yeah. Um, it's been 14 over the past wow. five years. Nice. Wild. That's awesome. That's the way you do it. That's the way you do it. Um, So uh, your current geeky interests are leaning toward, obviously, working on the anthology. But what other sort of things are you working on? Where where are you spending your free geeky time, if you have any? Spending my free geeky time. um, Right now, for, like, stress relief reasons, I crochet and I cross-stitch. I have been watching a lot of media because <laughs> like everyone else I've been stuck at home right um and I've just been trying to read <laughs> I know reading is hard in this situation I've, yeah. I've found it's, yeah it takes a level of um concentration I think because like part of your brain is just constantly occupied with safety and security and so I think it it takes a concerted effort to read at least it has for me Um, but I would like to call you out a little bit and say you've become a plant lady um, during quarantine a little bit is this an intervention? <laughs> I have become a little bit of a plant lady because I mean, I would spend nine hours at work every day. Right. Yep. Yep. It's and now I, I spend that time here and yep. it was looking a little bare. And I was yeah. like, I need friends. I better <laughs> friends than plants. Especially I since I don't I don't have any pets who right. live with me. Yeah. I, I have a cat I have a cat but he lives with my mom. Yeah. So yeah, well, I watched you uh, propagate, and I've seen your. I you know, have propagated a whole ton. Instagram, and you know all this, and so I think it's important to acknowledge, like that, that that it contributes to creativity, and so I think it's important that we acknowledge it. It, it does keeping it, things alive. We have a little propagation station, so to say. <laughs> um, I'm propagating some pothos plants for my mom. Hey, She's like, I want a house plant. I was like, okay, I get. I can have, do that. I have plants. They have grow plants. a lot. <laughs> plants will grow. We'll happily give them away. You want a plant? I can give you a plant. I'll, I'll take some plants. Wait, they have to be cat friendly, <laughs> kitten friendly too, because. Oh yeah, I have, to, I have to look into that because I haven't had to. Yeah, like I have one plant that's that. like up on the top of the cabinet because I know that it's not good for kitties. So. Cats are wild. Be careful. Mm-hmm. I never had to worry about that with my cat because he just was so disinterested. But it's definitely yeah, my kittens are in everything, but they're kittens. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about it gets even better. Uh, how did you guys come up with this like topic? Like, how did you meet Jed? Like, how did you come to having this as the project? Um, so this was Jed's brainchild. Awesome. Um, they they were looking to create something uh, hopeful, <laughs> and this this is where uh, it manifests. Yeah, and this and and they they're a writer, so they spent a lot of time um, 
looking and reading and writing specular fiction already. And so this is a world they're very comfortable in. Mm -hmm. So, but when they were looking for a partner for the project, um, they thought of me, which is wildly um, just. (laughs) Complimentary. Complimentary. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Because they knew I'm, I'm an editor for my day job already. This is a long time I've been doing this. Um, I am less on the fiction side and I do a lot of technical stuff. Technical I, have, yep. I have um, a lot of experience. I, for in university, I printed a literary journal. Mm-hmm. Um, you were editor was, twice. You were poetry editor and then editor in chief. Yes. Yes, I was. Mm-hmm. So I have a little bit of experience with all that. Mm-hmm. Um I imagine that's going to come in handy because, you know, part of this is going to be corralling, which, like I mentioned, you've done Mm -hmm. for the Geek Embassy as well. A lot of it is managing writers and timelines and deadlines. Yeah. 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 And a a lot of the, I'm I'm a little bit more design oriented Mm -hmm. as well. So that will, that will come in handy when we have to put a physical book together. Yeah. Yep. Which I hope we get to do if our Kickstarter gets fully funded. Mm-hmm. But it, it's it's eighteen percent funded as of this morning. Nice. Um, so that's and it's been this is the morning of the fourth day. So that's a good show. It's it's doing really well. People mm-hmm. are really excited about it. Just I, I expected my friends to be excited <laughs> about it, but. But having total strangers tell you that they're excited about your project is really uplifting yeah. and <laughs> happy making. And <laughs> well, and I, and I think, I think right now in particular, um, stories that are positive and uplifting are really important and necessary. I think there's a lot that we're struggling with across the world. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You look at the news and everything is terrible. And you're just like, I just want yep. happy stories. <laughs> and I was I was I'm I'm kind of that way. Um, even before all this, I don't like watching sad queer media because we just die <laughs> a lot well, of the time or terrible yeah, things happen. There's you know. I don't know. My first thought of that goes back to Joss Whedon and Buffy and Tara's death. Oh, yeah. Iconic. Right? Right? They're perfectly happy. And then out of the blue, one of them just dies for total fluke. Yeah. And I was so upset. I almost stopped watching the show at that point. I was Mm -hmm. like, I knew this was coming and I was still so upset about it. And I think. I, I, this total aside, but it always hurt me that like she was put in the credits for that one episode when she died, like the oh, opening really? credits. Yes, and that was the only time oh, 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 she was ever in the opening credits was the episode she died in. I was like, finally, they're acknowledging her as a main character, and then she died, and that that was always a gut punch for me. For that episode, was like you finally acknowledge this character's significance and then she goes and and we see so much of that we see a lot of fridging of um queer characters and and it's it's not great yeah especially now like Mm -hmm. i don't i don't want (laughs) i don't want to consume that there's enough there's enough bad Mm -hmm. um 
I want to bring a little bit more good to the world. Sure. Absolutely. That's good. That makes me happy. As it should. <laughs> um, so it's the, the anthology is going to be a collection of speculative short fiction. Um, can you define that as a genre for us? So I've heard it explained as like a super genre, as in it encompasses fantasy, science fiction, okay. horror, all kinds of things. It, pretty much all the genres that aren't like modern everyday life. Um, so just an- okay. anything futuristic, anything in the past that has something magical. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just that genre of something that's a little bit extra. Okay. I wasn't sure. I, I've heard speculative fiction before, but I was never sure exactly how that that worked or how the definition worked. Um, is that like kind of a broadly accepted or is that kind of how you guys are looking at it for the anthology itself? Um, in the short story community, as far as I know from talking about this with Jed, um, it's pretty, it's a pretty well-known um, mm-hmm. like definer right a fiction so awesome just yeah cool so let's so you have a few authors already lined up for the anthology can you tell me a little bit about them and their work we do we have let's see we have two hugo award winners uh charlie jane anders and zen show um we have other award-winning uh, authors lined up uh amy griswold nabita sorry nabita sen uh mark fen wolfmore and they they all have won a slew of awards for their for their fiction, fiction writing um and we're really excited that so many of them entrusted us with mm-hmm. their work and for something that is right. barely off the ground. <laughs> but I think that speaks to our mm-hmm. mission of what mm-hmm. we're trying to accomplish. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of them um, are writers who share marginalized identities like trans writers, uh, people of color, mm-hmm. um, non-binary people, queer people as a whole. Um, and that's what we're really trying to uplift right. and highlight. A highlight. That's good. Can you tell our, our listeners what the Hugo Awards are, just in case people don't know? Well, let me look that up <laughs> real quick. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I may do research. <laughs> it's an annual literary award for best science fiction or fantasy work. Okay. Um, yeah. I couldn't remember exactly what the definition of it was, and I want to make sure we highlight the significance of it. Yeah, it's no, it's important. it's a pretty big it's deal. It's a pretty significant uh, um, award. Yeah, it's presented by the World Science Fiction Society, mm-hmm. so they're, they're kind of a big deal. They've been around for decades. So Awesome. That's yeah. great. But you're also going to be accepting submissions from... Readers, listeners, people who are interested in the topic, backers, I I suspect. We are. So we plan to open up submissions as soon as the uh, initial goal of 23,000 is reached. 
so that we are not asking people to put in work right um without an expectation before you know that you'll be able to yeah yes so we really don't want to get people's hopes up and end up not getting funded yeah um i'm pretty sure we're going to get funded um at this rate but we 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 don't want to to do that to people so but as soon as as soon as we're funded we plan to open up submissions and we'll be putting a call out to to everyone mm-hmm. so how are you going to then go through the selection process for who gets put in the anthology is that going to be between you and jed is are you going to have a panel are the other authors going to help um we it's just going to be me and jed um doing the selection uh the other authors don't really have any other responsibilities responsibilities they are just repent authors where we wanted to get a good like start to mm-hmm. everything and like have an example of the kind of stuff we were looking for right because they really exemplified the kind of kind of story we were looking for yeah well that's good that that helps give you kind of a structure to work with as well as readers because when you have open calls for submissions as you already know <laughs> <laughs> It can be overwhelming. <laughs> yes, yes. I I remember back in my university this week, mm-hmm. even on our tiny campus, I think we've got over two hundred submissions, mm-hmm. which filled up an entire binder full of paper, um, and it was very overwhelming. And it took us yep. a solid three days of just working on that to get through everything. Yeah, I remember. I was I was editor on my literary journal as well when I was. <laughs> My community college and uh, and the community college was bigger than your campus was. We had a lot of submissions. It took about a month for us to go through everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. WSU is WSU Vancouver, which mm-hmm. is the campus I went to, is not that large. But this is something still, people like doing, and is, so yeah. it's still got a lot of interest. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, seeing your work published is quite exciting so are you and jed going to have submissions in this uh we're not planning on it okay no no (laughs) Uh, but yeah this isn't an opportunity for us to get our stuff out there i mean i Um, don't i don't think that that's a bad thing necessarily i think no 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 you know submitting your own stories too no but Uh, as it is there there's quite there's enough work <laughs> for both of us to do without throwing that into to the put mix. That in there too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be so much. And I don't know if either of us could really be mm-hmm. impartial um, with it just being the two of us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, tell me a little bit about the cover art. I didn't put this in our list of questions, um, but I did see an update. I think it was on Twitter talking about um, the cover art that you had selected and um, the the kind of meaning behind some of it. Yeah, um, it's this lovely work that we're commissioning from uh, Jed's and I's uh, mutual friend, Christy. Um they're a they're a non-binary artist uh, in Seattle, and they they do some great stuff. And it's 
so to describe it to the listeners, it's kind of a spaceship going through this um, planet system that is colored with the with a lot of the different queer uh, flags. And there's like an exploding planet. There's planets with like uh, moons around Rings. it, and it's yeah, and a ring, and yep. it's just kind of that feeling of exploration and mm-hmm. the unknown and yeah it, it's, I think it turned out great I, I, I love it I, I think it's absolutely compelling um, and one of the things I love about it is it's a it's a great combination of um, representation in terms of the flags and and a good dose of whimsy and I think that that's yeah. <laughs> super important um, because the trail coming off the the um, spaceship rocket. Yeah. rocket is is a rainbow and um and there's just a lot of nice little attention to details and color um that i think are super important so uh, very cool very, very uh, cool. yeah i think it's gonna look gorgeous on the yeah. cover and one of our yep. stretch goals is to make a pretty gold leaf embossed nice. cover so i'm really hoping we get there because i think it would be gorgeous yeah so <laughs> that would be fantastic all right, so let us so tell us a little bit. Where do we find you? How do we back? All the good, okay. the good details. So on Twitter, we are spec queer because Twitter did not like speculatively queer. It was too long. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Fun fact: it didn't yeah. tell me that, but I eventually figured it out. Um, it just said we don't like this name, and I was like, "What's wrong with it?" Um, I didn't know that was a thing on Twitter, but I guess it is. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty long word. Yeah. Um, and on Instagram and Facebook, we are at speculatively queer, specul- speculatively queer. Um, sometimes I stumble over it a little bit. Yeah. Is just our umbrella that we plan to publish. The press, the press here. Yeah, the, the press. Mm-hmm. Um, because hopefully we get to do this more than once. Right. This is just um, the beginning. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, and then we are on Kickstarter, of course. You can find us by searching It Gets Even Better, Stories of Queer Possibility, or by following the links on any of our social media. It's everywhere on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll have links in the show description for, for the podcast. And you can check out links as well on our website, thegeekembassy.com, because, you know, we're going to promote you there, too. Yay. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on and talking about this fabulously empowering and positive work you're doing, Isabella. My Thank teacher's so heart is so very proud of you. <laughs> yeah, we've known each other for a long time. Long, time. <laughs> long, long time. A huge thank you to Isabella for joining me on the show today. Make sure to check out It Gets Even Better on Kickstarter. The campaign runs until January 7th of next year, but early backers are incredibly important to a Kickstarter's success. There's also a few limited rewards, like buy a book, donate a book to a deserving organization. Elevating queer voices in speculative fiction is so important, so please put some money toward this collection. Game On Girl is available on all podcast services. Make sure to subscribe to the show, leave a review, and follow me on social media at DocLiz with two Zs. Until next time, game on!